to go. We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 164 on Richard Rodriguez, Children of God cult member. Who did some stuff. What kind of stuff? Took matters into his own hands, pretty much. Gotcha. Um, It's a wild tale. But before we get into it, we do have a few business items to discuss. Uh, Patreon. Join it. Check it out. We have over, I think, what, 152 episodes now we just released. Um, You can join our $2 tier or our $5 tier. $5 just means more support for the show. Everybody that joins gets a sticker. So make sure you message us, though, and, and give us your address, not in a creepy way, and we will send you a sticker. Yes, we will. And we would really appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot of good episodes out there and a lot more to come. And we have a new merch store. We've been plugging it for a while. tpublic.com backslash stores backslash mystery dash history dash podcast. Longest link ever. Or you could go to just tpublic and type in MHP and you will find us there. Uh, there is also a link in our link tree where you can go directly. This site's really cool because you can pick any color you want, any logo, and make it your own and we would yep. love to see it if you you know place an order yeah send us pictures preferably yeah, send- of you in the clothing yes and then we'll post that on our instagram also with our patreon we do shout out our new members so if you want to shout out just join that and we will shout you out yes we will one last order of business we need episode suggestions friends we have until 11.13, and then it's like Cinderella, um, and we're going to turn into a pumpkin. We need more episodes, please. Really? I know. I feel like we just did this. and We, we planned did out just a whole do month. this. We just did it. <laughs> <laughs> These months go by so fast. Um, and oh. Jamie would greatly appreciate if we had our (laughs) stuff together and sent us the schedule her the schedule so she could make the images um Mm -hmm. so please send us anything that you want to hear we got some that are coming up here um that are suggestions so we do write those down and, and do them yes we do Okay, so I gotta preface this whole thing with I spent hours today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I spent hours on these wonderful notes. Um, We use Evernote, which has been good to me up until this day. And I just gotta talk about it. I spent hours doing these notes, making them beautiful. There was pictures everywhere. I went to multiple different sites, got all this stuff, made it together in a beautiful little thing, and Evernote deleted it. So, tragic. These, these notes are the best I could do. Uh, again, a second time. In in the amount of time you had to do them again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I got everything uh, together again and i think we're on a pretty good track but i just need you to know that it would have been better probably (laughs) maybe (laughs) you know too when we're like going through this if there is anything that you left out of the notes you'll probably remember yeah yeah. talking about it so 
Yeah, because I heavily uh, looked into this this whole situation today. So um, we're going to talk about Ricky or Richard. Um, we're going to talk about the cult itself just to give you kind of a brief overview of what exactly we're dealing with here. Um, and I just need you to scroll down and look me? at that picture and uh, be scared with me. Of the creepy guy? Yeah. So that's the guy who founded all of this stuff and was like, come follow me and have sex, lots of sex. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Wait, like sex with him? Everyone was having sex with everyone. And look at him. He's got her, his hand on her boobie. Yeah, he does. And she's probably what? 16? Yeah. 20. 20s probably. He's like and 70s, right? Yeah, probably. It's just gross. Yeah, that's a mess. It's like the opposite of the way Keanu Reeves like takes pictures with women. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. how he does that? Like with his hand open and this guy's like cupping her breast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this like I mean anti Keanu Reeves. <laughs> pretty much the exact opposite yeah. of everything Keanu stands for and his beauty, because he's gorgeous. Yeah. He is. Yeah, so why don't you why don't you go ahead and get us started on uh the early life of R- Ricky? Okay. Well, Richard P. Rodriguez was born on January 25th, 1975 in Tenerife, Canary Islands, Spain, as David Moses Zerbe. His mother was Karen Zerbe, the spiritual leader of the religious cult Children of God, and his father was a Spanish hotel waiter named Carlos, whom Karen had had flirty fished. That's in quotes because that's a thing. Apparently. It's their thing. Yes, it's their thing. This is a practice in which female cult members would have sex with men to draw in potential converts. Richard was unofficially adopted by David Berg, the group's founder and Karen's husband, and was given the nickname Davidito and often referred to as the Prince. Richard's legal name was changed multiple times as he traveled across the world with David and Karen as missionaries. However, no official adoption by the two ever took place, and he was cared for by nannies, also in quotes, Mm -hmm. because it was really just young female members of the group. And he was raised alongside Techie, Karen's daughter. Right. And actually, that was, I'm sorry, that's david's daughter it's not karen's daughter so it was his stepsister oh, okay all right got it. well adopted step well yeah yeah not unofficially yeah. right non-blood not the blood stepsister davidito he goes by davidito we're not gonna call him that no <laughs> it's too hard to so. say it is well reading it it looks weird written out <laughs> You got you. Do you understand how many times I had to type this word and how pissed it made me? Because every time I'm like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's not right. It does it's, not seem right. There's something off word. about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on May 2nd, 1978, David declared in a publication that Richard and Karen would one day have the power to quote, call down fire from heaven and devour their enemies. 
He also predicted they would both be killed and raised from the dead three and a half days later. And Richard would go on to guide followers as a prophet during biblical end times. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't like, I don't like that for him. I feel like, actually, no thank you. <laughs> right. I did not want this. Uh, yeah. Un- all- Unsign me up for that shit, mm. Davidito. Many who knew Richard said he grew shy and uncomfortable around group members because his status as the supposed prophet made him prominent. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that would be awful. Before we get into too much more, let's talk a little bit about the Children of God cult. David Berg, who you guys have got to see, so definitely get on the gram and check out this bro's face. Uh, He started the Children of God in 1968 in Huntington Beach, California. They were an apocalyptic cult that urged believers to survive on basic necessities by giving their money and personal possessions to the group's leaders. Mm -hmm. That's always a good idea. (laughs) This guy, you know what? Okay, this guy here looks like, you know, an Aladdin. (laughs) The like... (laughs) creepy guy that Jafar turns into yes with the teeth and everything that's who he is I think that's him too they must have like made that character off of him oh my god I gotta (laughs) google it what would you say I don't even know man we'll put we'll post a side by side because this is important (laughs) this is important that's the same guy you guys (laughs) it's definitely the same guy (laughs) Well, he infamously taught that God is love and love is sex. Satan hates sex because sex is beautiful. David encouraged adults in the Children of God cult to have sex with children. Whoa. Mm. That escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. Reportedly with those over the age of 12. Oh, so, no. I mean, they have standards, right? Like 12 is... But that's I literally was just listening to one of the guys that does stand up, Shane Gillis. Have you heard oh, of yeah. him? Mm-hmm. Love him. Hilarious. Um, I just listened to like a clip of him and he was talking about the age of consent and the constitution and like how the first person to go up for that would that would suck. And he was like, Yeah, he'd be up there like 12, and then everybody <laughs> would be like, ew. <laughs> It's a hard one to go first for. <laughs> it is. And right. that's just ridiculous because the joke that 12 was the joke. That's disgusting and terrible and ruined probably a lot of children's lives. That's awful. And they didn't stick to that. That was just to make it better sounding for them. It was much younger than 12 and it's awful. Oh, and and we, don't, we don't go too much more in depth aside from what Richard went through. And we talk about some famous people that were also in this cult. Um, But I really highly suggest you guys just go do some googly googs of this because it's it's disgusting. That's awful. David had several nicknames, including Mo, short for Moses, King David, and Grandpa. Mm. Gross. You know who else he looks like is the guy from Family Guy. The one that, like, loves Chris. No, the old man. 
<laughs> I'm going to get that hairy leg. That guy? I yeah. think so. <laughs> that is also who he reminds me of. And Grandpa believed that incest was okay, as he thought it was best to learn from your family. <laughs> That's ah uh, no. The cult also physically beat many of its members, believing highly in corporal punishment. Members all lived in commune and would earn money by being street performers or begging for money. The members were only allowed to keep 10% of whatever they earned, the rest going to David. Dang! Understand this. He's, like, like supplying lodging and food and, like, basic necessities, yeah. I mean, sort of. Kinda, yeah. It's just like they. It's a. He's a slumlord, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just like mm-hmm. all the other cults, he he probably lived very lavishly, and everybody else was like, "Oh, I hope I get to eat today." And yeah, he's struggling. He's disgusting looking. He created a cult based on sex, like, and that was in like the '60s, so it was like very free love and like all this. Oh, like sex eat. with children in your family. Yeah, like all Come those on. things red flags Ugh, worse if you than look red like flags Jafar, mess <laughs> yeah don't go and be in a call ever but especially with jafar no it's never going to end well for anyone in 1974 the new york attorney general's office labeled the children of god a cult and its members were accused of sexual abuse assault incest and other crimes despite all of those allegations which were horrible the cult actually flourished. Like, they did great. Um, wow. David changed the name of the cult to the Family of Love around 1978. And then fast forward in uh, 2004, the group became known as the Family International. Is so, this, like, still a thing? Yes. And we'll talk about it later. Ugh. But yes. Yes. So we're going to call the Children of God. I'm going to call it Cog. Because that's way easier to say. Ew, can, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you do you, but it's too long. So while growing up in the cog. <laughs> I don't like up. that. <laughs> Richard was frequently exposed to adults engaging in sexual intercourse at David's home as part of the group members sexual sharing. When he was 10 months old, Karen and David asked Sarah, one of Richard's nannies, to start creating a document titled the Davidito book, also referring to the story as, or also referred to as the story of Davidito. The book contains descriptions of sexual interactions between the children, Richard, or I'm sorry, the child, Richard and adults, most of which was previously sent out to members in the form of pamphlets called the Davidito letters. So not only what, and 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 I've got a little snippy of this book, and I mean it's him naked at a really early age, no diaper on, no nothing, um, and it's in picture, and they blurred out a lot of the people's faces, obviously, but like sexually explicit stuff. Not only is he supposed to be like this prominent member of this group. Now he's got this personal information put on pamphlets and sent out to all the members. Wow. Like, it's awful. Awful. What in the heck? This is ridiculous. This pamphlet is ridiculous. Yeah, like he's 22 months old in this one photo. 
and it says that come hither look like he's sexually seducing somebody with his eyes he's 22 months old that is disgusting this poor baby yeah the 762 page document 762 pages of that they ended up having included photos of richard with naked teenage girls and being present during the group's orgies one of his nannies, Angela M. Smith, who is also Karen's personal secretary, was included in the photos, and one of which she is undoing his pants. The picture is capture, captioned, undressing for Sue, which is Angela. The material also contained captions and text written by David commenting on the situation in a sexual manner. David later ordered Davidito and similar documents that had been created to be purged or references to sex removed, but former members were able to establish its existence by distributing the material via email. So he tried to like erase that from history. Mm-hmm. But it too it went. To well, they sent people. out pamphlets, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the it's a thing. It's it exists in the world now. Wow. Davida Kelly, who lived with David from the age of 13, said Richard was sexually abused by all the adult women, most of them at least, including Karen. So that's his, his mom. mom. His mom. According to an article by the Los Angeles Times, David reportedly had sex with numerous female members of the group in an effort to prepare Richard to do the same whenever he w- became a leader. He was put into a teen training in which he would have sex with multiple older teenage females every afternoon. So what is happening? Yeah. Disgusting. In 1986, the Children of God, which was now called The Family, banned sex between minors and adults. (laughs) Mm. Oh, (laughs) did you? So that's 10 years. That's 10 years after its inception. Now it's like, oh, we can't do this. And we shouldn't be doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also banned flirty fishing. In 1993, David was accused of sexually abusing his own daughters and granddaughters. So, (laughs) as you do, he fled to Portugal after Mm -hmm. Interpol began an investigation into him in Argentina. David died in 1994. So just a year after. After. Yep. And Karen, alongside her then-husband, Peter Amsterdam, took full leadership of the cult. A British court, that is the problem with those, isn't it? Like, he gets in trouble. Yeah, like you cut the head off the snake and there's two more right there taking its place. A British court, headed by Lord Justice Ward, issued a verdict during an investigation related to a 1995 trial stating that the Davidito book was an example of David's promotion of pedophilia within the group and that the leadership considered it a guidebook for adult-child relationships. Peter, as ordered by Ward, distanced the family from David's writings on child upbringing. You think? Ugh. Like they'd have a court tell them that? Like, that's insane. And and really, like, it sucks because you're right. David just fled and he died and he did not get in trouble for a damn thing. Not an ounce of consequence in there mm. at all. And people, like you said, 
two more people just moved right back in and it's going to be the same shit. Yeah, that's not. Uh... In 1996, at 21 years old, Richard moved to a family owned home in Budapest, Hungary, where he met his girlfriend, Alexia Monomel, who returned with him to Karen's home in Optor, Portugal, and lived with him there. In 1999, the couple told Karen they were going to the family's compound in Mexico, but instead, Alexia went to England and Richard went to the United States. Richard stayed at a nonprofit charity, the Family Care Foundation's headquarters in Dulzer, San Diego, California. He sold a car that Karen had given him so Alexia could meet him in Tacoma, Washington. Richard and Alexia married in a minister's home in 1999. According to Alexia, they had struggled with finances and experience in the outside world and moved into a low-rent apartment. because So they, like, ran. They ran to get out of, yeah. And they were so, especially Richard, you know, he was so engrossed in this culture and was kind of sheltered from, like, what the real world was. Yeah, like, he doesn't know how to work. No. He doesn't have no. a work ethic. No. He was willing to be like the prominent chosen one too. That's why all those women wanted to have sex with him because he was supposed to be like the next thing. Yeah. He has no like, like real life experience. No. And uh, Richard took a job on a fishing boat in Alaska and began to take knife based martial arts lessons. And he also spent time at a shooting range while trying to obtain a gun permit. Okay, well, like, that all sounds bad, but this picture of him and his little girlfriend looks nice. Yeah, they've got a small like car, good... all their stuff shoved in it, like, they're trying to make it work. Yeah, and, like, good for him for getting out of it, but I have a feeling that's not going to last. <laughs> it's, no. <laughs> um, According to the family, Richard officially left the cult to pursue his education, and he remained on good terms with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> According to Alexia, however, when they first met in Budapest, Richard began having reservations about David's teachings, which noticeably contradicted the Bible, and expressed his frustrations to her about the group as a whole. I can't believe that that's even a conversation anyways. He began to have reservations mm -hmm. about David's teachings, but he had no point of concept of like what's right what life is yeah mm -hmm. like what's not that that is not supposed to happen to you as a child that's right. so awful she said he heard stories from former members and carried guilt because of his position as a future leader of the family which he felt contributed to the abuse of other children richard's friend celeste jones also said he felt angry because there was no justice to apprehend abusers in the family and that he pretended that he was not angry around members of the group however richard became more vocal around the time he started talking to former members so he was like acting like everything was cool but it was not right which is why they probably said that he left on good terms because he mm -hmm. kept it all under wraps for so long yeah in 2002, Richard made a post on the website Moving On, accusing David of abusing his own daughters and granddaughter in the Philippines and describing Karen, his mom, as apathetic and violent towards her children. He also mentioned this teen training in most of his posts on the site. Ex-member Sarah Martin, who corresponded with Richard through the site, said that he carried this huge weight on his shoulders. 
never got over the David Ito prophecy and felt he had a need to put an end to Karen's abuse. And remember, Karen is now the head of the snake, so she's running everything. Yeah. And Richard just... Oh, the abuse she is giving to everybody else, right? Not her abuse. Yeah, okay. Well, and that he endured too because right but she's not being abused that's what i mean she's not being abused it's the abuse she's doling out that is what he wants to put it into okay richard also said he thought about uh suicide and since his teen training and hoped the group's leaders evil legacy will die with the family in a similar post in 2004 he said he realized he could not move on because the first 24 years of his life will always haunt him with the end of his five that's awful yeah 25 24 (laughs) i I don't know where you get this stuff sometimes it's like why why 24 it says 25 25 makes them it's a more rounded number (laughs) it does you're You're right i don't know why 24 24. (laughs) i just felt it was Uh, right that would be so awful i mean i feel so bad for him it's yeah like it's that's hard. awful that would be really difficult to get over i don't know if therapy can get you over that no i, I mean I no yeah usually my go-tos are like did you drink enough water you should try therapy yeah <laughs> but like this is not the it's ingrained in him yeah like how do you is. that's your whole life up until that point and like i don't know that's sad and it's not over. I mean, there's no, if there would be an ending mm-hmm. and then resolution, but he also is putting himself in the position of everybody else who could be being abused by his mother, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. that's a heavy weight. Um, and it sounds like it started like at birth was constant mm-hmm. from a lot of different people, abuse yeah. from a ton of different people and all the way through what, 25 years old. Yeah. So at the end of the post, he's asking those who have nothing to lose, such as myself, he says, to help him with a plot for revenge. So now he's pissed. Never good. Um, I understand it. I understand it. I know. But it's never good. Not a good idea. No. He has things to live for now. Yeah. He has a wife. He has. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get it together. (laughs) Right. But I mean, he can't let it go. So Richard further told his martial arts teacher, Kevin Schmidt, he had considered murdering members of the family in the past, which I feel like as a martial arts teacher, what do you do with that? Like, okay, we got to stop these sessions. You know what I I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like not as a martial arts instructor, but just as like a human hearing him say that it's like, of course you, of course you do. Right. Of course you've considered that. I'm hearing your story and I'm considering that. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) true. Yeah. So Richard's friend, ex-member Daniel Nathan Roselle advised taking legal action, but he was mostly concerned with finding Karen and Peter. So he, Richard did not want to do that. He wanted to find them. And he wants to, once again, cut the head off of a snake. That's going to have more heads come out of it. So it's not smart. It's Karen like a vigilante justice situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Karen and other family members had their locations isolated and their names kept secret with pseudonyms. Richard, according to Alexia, spent years trying to find Karen and his half-sister Techie. 
whom he wanted to take out of the family. So he was trying to save his half-sister. In the summer of 2004, Richard left Alexia. Why? Because <laughs> he can't handle it. <sighs> Later, they both separated, but according to her, they continued to talk every day. Richard traveled to San Diego where he met Martin in person. And Martin... Yeah, who is Martin? Is Sarah Martin, who he corresponded with on the website, uh, that moving on website. Okay, yes. So he met her in person. An ex-member of the yep. cult. Yeah. Richard learned that Angela, who, if you remember, was his nanny, who was having sex with him and made this David Ito book, was serving on the board of the Family Care Foundation and was a member of Elder Haven, which was a nursing home in Tucson, Arizona, run by Richard's grandparents. According to a statement made by Alexia, Richard also learned that Karen and Tecky were going to be visiting his grandparents at Elder Haven during Christmas of 2003. These freaks are running a nursing home? Yeah. Yeah. No. They're everywhere. No. And that would just... That's it. Like, the injustice of it, right? Like, he's <laughs> he can't let it stand. He subsequently came to Tucson and stayed with the family of his aunt, Rosemary Hansapitos, for a month. He received a job as an electrician, never divulging the details of his prior life to his boss or his boss's wife, which, that's a heavy-ass tale. So, I mean, I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably keep that to myself around most mm -hmm. people, too. I'm an oversharer, but I feel like that one Same. would be, I wouldn't be an oversharer if that was my life. Yeah. Uh, prior to 2005, Richard moved into an apartment on Tucson's north side. On January 7th of that year, Richard recorded a videotape in which he discussed his thoughts of suicide and his desire for revenge, describing himself as a vigilante. He presented numerous weapons, including a Glock 23 pistol, a what is that? K-bar? Yeah, K-bar. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Like a tactical like, knife or something? Yeah, it's like a... Let's just Google, Google like a, it real quick. It's like a Rambo knife. Okay. Knife. Yeah, okay. A drill. <laughs> is that a weapon? If you put it in somebody's brain. Like a... Like a choo-choo-choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, drill. I don't want that. Uh, a soldering iron. That sounds worse. And duct tape some of which he planned to use for torture. Richard specifically named Karen as his target, which again is his mother. Uh-huh. So he mad mad at her, stating that if he did not find her before he died, he will keep hunting her in the next life or someone else will pick up the torch. Richard alluded to Angela as a person he intended to kill and predicted his upcoming actions would result in conflict with law enforcement. Yes. Of course it would but insisted he intended no harm towards law enforcement. After recording the video, Richard called Celeste Jones and told her of his suicidal thoughts. She encouraged him to testify in a legal case and said things will be taken seriously. So people are giving him like sound advice, like, hey, mm -hmm. pump the brakes here, buddy. Go after them legally. You do not need to. And, and the shit thing with that is like, he has all that evidence. 
and mm-hmm. his mom was a part of that and they have pictures of those women with him when he's a child so it's not like they don't have substantial evidence they do well however though if you think about it they had all that stuff on david too and he just fled and nothing happened to him. i mean he died but not yeah, like no, in a fun way nobody intended yeah that was just yeah. natural circumstances i guess so i, I get know. i get that fear of it plus it's been going on for so long the new york general you know attorney general knew it was a problem nothing happened you know like there are things that could make him believe that they're untouchable and he has to do this Maybe he does have to do this because honestly, you're right. I didn't think about all that stuff. They already had like all the information they needed to step up yeah. and yeah. Huh. He replied that he did not believe her. And now mm. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why if you want to do something bad, don't call me. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, listen to all this shit. You're right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go do it. They are going to take you seriously. They have all this information already and they haven't taken you seriously. Go on. Go yeah, don't on. Call, don't call me. I'm your hype person. <laughs> She's the wrong one. Uh, Richard sent copies of the video to Alexia, two of his family members, and Sarah. So he is... What? Why? <laughs> He's, it's like his manifesto. I mean... Yeah. He, well, and the video is out there to watch i didn't watch all of it it's like an hour long oh dang and and he's showing his guns he's drinking you know like he's he's really giving it yeah his all huh i'm curious to watch that now yeah the next day richard invited angela the nanny rapist to dinner in his apartment and And she she, came she's a dumbass why would you do that why i don't know you're dumb. Real dumb. He's so dumb. <laughs> After now, I could say that whenever he left, he left in good terms. He pushed all that shit down. But I feel like people talk, right? Like, I'm sure somebody was like, man, Richard is crazy and he is mad and like, he gonna kill you? They ha- somebody has the internet in the Children of God's place, mm-hmm. right? Because he was posting it on the internet and talking to ex-members. Yeah. So you would think they would have some sort of like clue into what's going on over right. there. Some sort of beacon, like danger, Will right. Robinson, do not go. But, but you know what? They're bad people. So like, good. Glad they're stupid. Right. And and she arrived. So after she arrived, Richard stabbed her several times in the arm, then slit her throat. He Normally, done. I am not one to be like, yeah. but but mer on mer. that one for real, for real, real. You rape children. You're not OK in my book. There's no coming back from that. And mm. yeah, you threat neutralized. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm nobody's going to be sad about it. That's for sure. Um, So Richard then left his apartment and drove to Blythe, California, where he arrived around midnight. He rented a motel room and began to call his family members in Lakewood, Washington, notifying them that there was a body in his apartment. Don't put that on your family. Just call the cops. <laughs> he probably wanted them to know, like, Guess what I did, guys. Did it. Guess (laughs) what I did, you guys. 
Next, Richard pulled into a parking lot near 14th Avenue. He called Alexia and told her he had killed Angela and asked her to call the police. He also told Alexia he had killed Angela to avenge his sister, Techie, and those still in the family rather than himself. So, you know, he was thinking about suicide. He killed her to try to protect all the people that were still involved, Mm -hmm. even though, I mean, there's other people that are just going to take the torch in his words. But he was thinking he was doing a noble thing. He said that Angela didn't understand what she had done wrong as she was dying. Richard called the murder the hardest thing I ever did in my life and said it did not make him feel better. Alexia claims that Richard pleaded with her to commit suicide with him, (gasps) then said goodbye to her and hung up. And roughly at 2 a.m., Richard shot himself in the head with his handgun. I don't like this. No, it's not. None of it is. None. Not a thing is good. No. There's no silver lining here. I don't. I can't find one. Usually I can pick something out, but I cannot pick anything out on this one. No, he's like remorseful. I mean, the fact that she didn't understand what she had done wrong as she's dying really like tells you how psychotic she is. And probably everybody, just like him, he didn't realize that it was really bad until 25 years and he got out of there. This yeah, but just... that shit wasn't happening to Angela when she was born. She was part of it after. I mean, maybe. We don't know that. Well, the cult didn't. Not from the cult, anyways. I don't know how old she start. is. Because she the cult started in 1968. And she was like a teenager, right? And she, he was born in so, I mean, I, I mean, know. I guess she could have been like somebody's baby that mm-hmm. was there, I guess. I don't know. Okay, what was her name again? Um, Angela. What's her it last was, name? Martin? Angela M. Smith. Um, wow. Oh, okay. So like the same so, like, name everyone. as everybody else in America. Mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. That's wonderful. <laughs> I oh. want to know how old she she is. Because I feel like she probably joined that, like, I don't know. No, Uh, I guess she looks, I don't know. She's a hard face to tell, like, what her, oh my gosh, it's not, like, even on here. She was 51. When she died? When she died, which was what year? It was in? 2005. Sorry, yeah. guys, you're going to have to chill while we try to do math, which is always a really good time for you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, 2005-ish. And she was 51. So she was born in 1954? Okay, so when 1954 minus 1968? That's only... 14. Mm-hmm. If she was there, if she was there at the beginning, which it doesn't say she was. So I don't know. Hard to say. I mean, I'm assuming she had something terrible happen to her for her to be this insane. Yeah. But she, yeah, she was in it. She worked for him as a secretary for a long time. So, 
I mean, something happened to her for sure, but oh, hard yeah. to say. At 8 a.m., a Palo Verde Irrigation District employee discovered Richard's body in his car and contacted the local police. The investigating detective thought Richard had simply committed suicide, but answered Alexia's call to Richard's cell phone and learned of the murder from her. Blythe police then notified the Tucson Police Department officers of Angela's body in Richard's apartment, which nobody else had done up to that point. <laughs> he, called he called several people family, and Yeah, them. he called several people and nobody had done that yet. Yeah. Those are your ride or dies right there. Like, Yeah, they're like, thanks for letting us know. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Aside from his video, Richard didn't leave a suicide note. Detective Sergeant Mark Fuller, who was in charge of the homicide investigation, assumed Richard had killed Angela because she was responsible for his abuse. But because of scant details about her involvement in his childhood, authorities initially could not ascertain the real motive. So they didn't know what kind of shit he had gone through. Right. at the hands of this woman according to police there was no evidence angela was tortured for information on the whereabouts of karen tucson police spokesman sergeant carlos valdez said angela died shortly before her body was recovered and that richard had left for blithe holy crap so she was just 12 hours Ooh. prior he was just laying there with her thoughts with her thoughts of i wonder what i did wrong mm-hmm and if she couldn't have figured it out in 12 hours, then something's wrong with you. Man, Angela's birth name was Susan Joy Cotton. Her name change would have delayed the notification of her death to her family if she was not carrying her cell phone, which gave her birth name. So they were able to fully identify her and alert the family. And that's another thing, too, with all of these people. They just constantly change their names right yeah so, like and like weirdly and like completely different yeah what was so his name like why why did they change his name to richard p rodriguez from david moses zerby right they're all it's all different they all go by the, all these different names to make it impossible to find anybody that's weird that is weird a memorial for richard was held in san diego on march 26 2005 in her eulogy, Alexia said, while Richard chose a path that no one could share with him, he knew she loved him. More that is one... such a true thing to say, that he chose a path that no one could share with him. Yeah. And more than 100 people who had been formally associated with the family attended the service. So there is a large, I mean, that's a large group of people um, yeah. that had probably similar stories. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Kent, a professor in the Department of Sociology at the University of Alberta, said while Richard was unjustifiable in the murder, one can understand his frustration and rage because he and others from that generation had never seen justice from all the abuse they suffered. Put me in the freaking Department of Sociology. Thank you very much. That's what I said, like in shorter words. Unjustifiable? I need the... I need the well, definition of, of justified. Well, well, I mean, I don't believe in that part. I feel like he is definitely justified. <laughs> At least a little bit. But, but I see like that they had never seen justice and that's why they didn't trust him. Yes, I know. Correct. That's what you, you knew all about it. 
Rick Allen Ross, a cult researcher who had interviewed numerous former members of the family, noted that Richard reflected the many suicides of those who suffered tremendous amounts of pain from being in one of the most horrifically abusive and destructive cults in American history. And I feel like this cult is definitely abusive and destructive, but we don't really hear about it too often. No, not not really. This is not like a Waco or Heaven's Gate or, you know, it's not along those everybody knows these cults. Yeah. I wonder if it's, well, they haven't had anything like major, like Waco, you know? We yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing crazy. Like a Jonestown yeah. situation. But I mean, I feel like this is definitely something to talk about. Um, yeah, I would think so. I mean, this is, Yeah. I don't know. So Don Latin, a journalist and author who spent two years studying Richard's motives for the murder. I mean, I don't feel like it takes two years, does it? I mean, no. How long have we been talking? And we all uh, understand. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he published a book called Jesus Freaks, which I'd like to read. He believed Richard was a time bomb waiting to go off because he exhibited aggressive aggressive tendencies and expressed guilt for other victims' abuse. According to him, the abuse was not accounted for because there's a statute of limitations, which we've talked about, and it's complete bullshit. Statutes of limitations. A lot of this happened a long time ago outside of the U.S. by people who kept constantly changing their names, so even the victims, the kids themselves, often don't know who abused them and that's so true that's awful yeah that is true and that is awful david richard's friend was sad rather than angry the murder suicide took place he said the only way anybody's listening to the stories of abuse within the group is that rick and angela died he also said richard's suicide brought the total of suicides in his peer group to 30 that's crazy. 30 people in their group. But he considered Richard's abuse to be one of the worst cases from the family, which because Duh. he was like the main kid, right? Mm-hmm. After Richard's death, former members of the family made similar allegations of abuse. Numerous members of the website moving on expressed their concerns about the incident. Editors of the website described the situation as a horrible tragedy and something that we sincerely hope is never repeated. Because there's a lot of people out there that could definitely repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Staff at Palo Alto's Restoration Hardware, Angel's Workplace, remembered her as a kind person. What the fuck? If I found out somebody I've worked with got murdered and then I found out why, I don't care if they were a kind person. I'd be like, damn, I was blindsided. That bitch Mm -hmm. was crazy. Right. (laughs) Like, what? She's a kind person? I'm going to remember her as a kind person? No. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) I don't care how kind she was. That's ridiculous. Her boss stated, there was nothing creepy about Angela. (laughs) (laughs) well yes there was actually you just didn't know it yeah the creepiest 
the the nonprofit Safe Passage Foundation was established partially as a result of Richard's suicide in an aim to protect minors from high-demand organizations. That is so gross. That there has to be something there to protect minors. To protect minors from high-demand organizations. That is terrible. And to provide them with support and resources to leave those groups maybe there's this blows my freaking mind this stuff blows my mind the fact that there's that many out there that you have to have a just every time we do these cult these cult episodes i'm always like jays yeah like i think i'm a pretty empathetic person but i don't know like i'm always i just get surprised by some people's lives like their life stories and like thinking about that and trying to put my play my mind into that because I you know have had other life experiences that don't line up with that it's just crazy to think that there are people that think they can't get out of that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and they're not wrong always they can't get out of it sometimes but I don't know it is heartbreaking and maybe maybe there's your silver lining I mean Mm -hmm. they established that foundation to try to help other people get out of it Um, yeah and an internal memo, Mommy Karen, told followers of the family that reporters were trying to make Ricky look like a hero and a role model rather than a perpetrator of a crime. And another memo, which was sent, and she must know that, like, that really was supposed to be her. You know what I mean? Like, he wanted her. Yeah, probably. I hope she's watching her back. You well, know what I mean? Like he's dad. That's true. That's true. But he said somebody else could pick up the torch. That's true. Just to leave her lingering, you know, like one little last, I could be right around the corner. Someone mm. in another memo, which was sent to an estimated 12,000 followers, which blows my mind. that 12,000 12, people. Uh, Peter, which was Karen's husband urged followers to disregard media reports and internet news about the murder-suicide and said Richard was overcome by the enemy and forces of darkness and that Karen is the sweetest, most loving person I know. Probably a little too loving there, bub. Like, maybe not the best word. I don't know, because she's a rapist of children, her own children. He also said people were exploiting this tragedy to hurt him, Karen, and the family in an effort to tear down our work for the Lord. What Lord? It just... <laughs> this is... This is why I can't with organized religion, though, too. Like, I always want to spin it. Dis- that's complete, like, distortion from anything. Mm-hmm. Techie, the sister, stated in a letter she became deeply disturbed after learning about Richard's death and that he was not an angry person when she knew him. The Ricky Richard, or I'm sorry, the Richard Memorial site, RickyRichard.com, which was managed by the family. Ricky Rodriguez? It was, no, it's RickyRichard.com is the website. Huh, okay. It was managed by the family. What? Included never before published photos of Karen and messages from Jesus. The site was not renewed and does not exist anymore. And I definitely checked it out. And it's you can buy the 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 link if you want. Huh. 
Uh, Claire Bericki, the spokesperson for the family, said both deaths were tragic, but that media reports portrayed Angela as an offender and Richard as a victim. She said Smith was never Richard's nanny, but it only visited him and that the family gave him ample financial and emotional support when he wanted to become independent. Bullshit. Okay. That sounds like something that uh, the spokesperson would say. That does. (laughs) That does sound like something they would say. In 2010, the Family International disbanded, but the group reformed into a small online network that claims they have roughly 1,500 members in 80 countries. And I think that that number is probably significantly lower uh, listed than what they actually have, because if they just sent that a couple years ago to 12,000, I can't imagine... There's got to be more than 1,500 members. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Uh, Some famous people that were in the Children of God cult, Rose McGowan, were her parents in it or was she voluntarily in it? No, so she was in it with her parents. Her parents brought her into this. And she was like a victim, right? Well, so she... I'm, I had really good notes on this, the first uh, go around, but basically Rose was never sexually abused. Um, her parents joined earlier on and whenever things she said started seeming to go south, her parents and her got out of it and then she was never actually abused. So, okay. but it was, it still like screwed her up and she still talks about it all the time. Like what she saw and the things like that. So I feel like I've heard. Yeah. That seems very familiar. Um, river Phoenix and his family. So Joaquin. Yep. Uh, river Phoenix stated he first had sex at the age of four. Yeah. So there was a lot of abuse there. Yes. Yes. That's so sad. Yeah. And it's and that just blows my mind again with like the fact that we don't it's not something that we talk about and like people know about this cult because there's probably more than just the two, but there's famous people that have been in it. There's this murder suicide that occurred. Yeah. All of these things and it's I don't know. I just feel like it's more important and we should be talking about it because I feel like the more we talk about cults too, and you even any cult, that's important yeah. because then you know other people that are susceptible to like be swindled know what to look for look and for, what not yeah. to do. Right. Because every cult start like all these abused children, their parents were who decided that was a good yeah. idea. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so. and there we see this all the time, just like Scientology, just like Nexium, just like all of the I mean, like it sounds if it sounds really great, I hope you're jaded enough in your life that you know that it's too good <laughs> yeah, to be true. Right. It it, it pays sad, to be but... <laughs> jaded the right amount. <laughs> right. <laughs> like uh yeah. Strange things are always afoot and you gotta be vigilant and like look for it because and like the the kids that I don't know the kids are what is really because they didn't ask to be there you know it was their parents choice and 
if that's their motto is like have incest and their parents didn't grow up in that and yeah they're making the choice that this is okay that's what blows my mind is that these parents were like okay like that's how it works every time anytime these kids are being abused and and these parents weren't raised in that situation they're i'm again i'm sure something terrible happened to all of these people yeah not even one incident just you know something occurred for you to be okay with joining something like that and then i don't know like i guess some people are just like too afraid to set off on their own you know i mean it makes and- sense like i get it but if somebody was going to abuse my children, I, no. <laughs> I would live in a cardboard box. Yeah. Like, I, to keep I, my kids I safe. I yeah. would, yeah. And, and like, okay, so they, they pulled the wool over your eyes. You're in the call. The first red flag is you got to give away all your money and you mm-hmm. can only keep 10%. Then it's, you know, incest is okay. Then it's, we like to have sex with kids but only whenever they turn 12 that's i mean like what more do you but like we're gonna tell people that but that's not really true (laughs) yeah we're gonna go at four-year-olds like what the hell like i just i don't know i don't know either you always try to place blame in these situations and it's it's really easy to blame the parents because it's the parents fault (laughs) I mean, in this situation, yeah, I just, I could not, as a parent myself, I do not understand it. I do not understand it either. You know why this probably isn't as popular? Because, like, the bulk of this didn't happen in the United States, right? Yeah, and I think, too, something that's it helps them, which they've done, is the name changing. Yeah. You know, they the change name the name. changing of the cult, the name yeah. changing of all the people, it's the hard to keep moving tabs. of yeah and it's in multiple countries and they're not mm-hmm. in one place perpetrating yeah. all these crimes they're all over the place yeah uh insane thanks for sharing yeah. would you like to cite your sources <laughs> i would love to um there is a rolling stone article called children of god life and death of the messiah really good article um it's got that's where i found a lot of the pictures of like the David Ito book, which we probably are not going to post that just because I don't feel like it's right to do. If you want to, if you want to Google it, you can Google stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. I am not going to post that. No, I can post the I would cover or not. Yeah. Um, but, but not, not the, in, not the contents. No. Um, I used Wikipedia. I used Esquire.com that had an article about Rose and um, River and how they, their lives were in the cult um grunge.com investigation discovery.com bbc.com and all that's interesting.com is what i used for this so uh you can also like i said before you can also watch the video i think it's a, a tagged on the rolling stones website the video of him um and like i said it's about an hour long and you can kind of just see his mental state there i mean Mm -hmm. he's he's made his decision and he followed Mm -hmm. through with it unfortunately so yep well we hope you learned something cults are bad okay always always okay we hope you enjoyed episode 164 on richard rodriguez and children of god cult member we hope you have a great week 
and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.